When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Well, I thought I thought we threw the ball a lot early, um, you know, but I don't, I didn't mean we got away from the run. You know, the first three play, we went two and out the first three series. Talk about starting fast. We go three, first uh, three incomplete passes. All right, back here on Purple Daily, Matthew Collar along with Courtney Cronin. This um, is not quite the first time we have had some questions about the offensive play calling. I think after the last loss at Chicago. We may have as well, but we pointed more to Kirk Cousins and panic mode. Uh, Alex Boone, Matthew Collar, Courtney Cronin. Alex, I, I think with this one, I would have some questions. Namely, why there wasn't an increase in, in guys staying in to protect? Why there weren't the big formations, the under center? Why there was a lot of John Filippo-like shotgun that allowed Kansas City to play their two deep safeties and things like that in this game? I when I looked back at it, I was very surprised. We haven't seen a lot of shotgun this year, and then all of a sudden, here's a lot of shotgun for yeah, Kirk they had, Cousins. They had 20 plays out of the shotgun, which... Was that the highest number this year? I think so. For sure. And it had a, it had a pretty decent success rate. Like, it, I felt like when they went awful. to shotgun, it felt like the run game kind of picked up a little bit, right? Like yeah. it turns from like, and that's because when you turn the angle of the running back like that, you make it more of a waiting game, right? Like mm-hmm. he's kind of going lateral, like, well, where's my hole? Where's my hole? Where's my hole? Oh, there it is. You know, and instead of like a, hey, I got to be here at this moment or else the whole play's ruined. Like you've just slowed it down, which makes it easier. But then I felt like they got away from that too. And it kind of started slowing down. But a lot of it was because up front, nobody was blocking. I mean, you're looking at plays and there's times I'm watching Conklin, like, dude, who are you blocking? Your, your linebacker just ran right past you and smacked Dalvin, and then he got three guys to jump on top of him. I mean, they were doing the, everything they could. At one point, I saw Jadarius White make a tackle, a, like a lone tackle, and I was like, dude, these guys really are trying to stop the run as much as they can. A cornerback just took down Dalvin. Our friend Eric Eager over at PFF tweeted something out Sunday night that I think got a lot of us thinking that all of Dalvin's yards, uh, all 71 of them on Sunday came, I think it was, after contact. After contact. So yeah. that to me tells you he's running, he's, he's running sideways, he's running to the sideline, he's trying to, you know, find, find a cutback lane, something. I mean, he could not go forward with this. What is an in game adjustment that Kevin Stefanski could have made there to, to fix, I guess, you know, to try to get, generate more runs through outside zone? Because it just, that was not part of the game plan, or at least 
if it was, it quickly got discovered and, and I guess, you know, dismantled that way. I think they didn't even hit on it. I think that if we were going against a team like this, and their biggest thing was we need to get penetration. If you watch, like anytime they toss the ball, there were guys just running through gaps. We need to get penetration. We need to knock guys off blocks. We need to get through blocks. We need to make Dalvin swarm back. Everyone's swarming to Dalvin. We need to push him back into the swarm. What do you do when that happens? Go into the quick hitting plays. Go into your powers. Go into your traps. Go into your isos. Go and give him the ball as fast as you can. Get him downhill. They want to come straight ahead. Let's see if they can handle Dalvin right across their face. Like the the last thing you want to do is everyone's getting penetration. You're still running sideways. Like you haven't made a decision yet. Where are you going? I don't know. But there's two guys right in my face. So now I got to figure out what I'm doing. Like that's just not the way it goes. There was times where yeah they had some really nice blocks and Dalvin goes for ten or eleven, but those were very far and few between this game. And I. I did think it was a good adjustment by Kevin Stefanski to go to some of the screen passes later in the game. But as Kirk Cousins said, you can either be in the poorhouse or the penthouse with the screens. And that's kind of how it went, where it was like the screens work great at times, but then they got blown up later in the game. So we'll continue to discuss the offense in a few minutes. But now we bring in a longtime NFL fullback. He is a sports talk radio host in San Francisco and a former uh wait, are you guys former teammates, Alex? Or no. did you play together? Oh, just I was friends. just a huge you fan. You guys are buddies. The, okay. The biggest fan. All right. Lorenzo Neal. What is going on, Lorenzo? I can't call it. I wish he would have been my teammate. Alex knows how to play the game. He played it like it was meant to be played, reckless and abandoned, but under control. You can't teach that. That's what I loved about Alex. All right, Lorenzo, here's where we start, though. So last week we tried to call. You didn't pick up your phone. So here's your punishment. Here's what you have to do. You have to admit. You have to admit that Frank Wycheck threw it forward. Okay. Don't do that. I, I'm from I'm from Buffalo, New York, and I was 13 years old. Okay, when he threw that ball to Kevin Dyson, you were right in front of him. You know it went forward. Okay, that's what you need to tell everyone since you didn't pick up the phone last week. You know what? The thing about it at the time, I thought it may have been, and then I watched it over and over and over again. And I think you 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 have to. And they, they, they've had those sports science, and they looked at it, all the different projections. It was definitely not a forward line. No. So, Bye, Lorenzo. <laughs> Good to have you, buddy. Enjoy San Francisco. Come on, Lorenzo. I, you know what? Listen, I'm glad he brought that up because, Lorenzo, you know what? You played with a lot of great coaches, and I, I'm curious to know, who was your favorite coach, and who did you really like to play for the most? Oh, I, I tell you right now, we didn't win win there, but uh, I love Dick, man. Dick LeBeau is an awesome guy. Easy there, fellas. I know probably you guys stared at each other. Yeah, Dick I LeBeau, love Dick. I love what he <laughs> Did you he just do this to my show, man. Lorenzo? He did it. <laughs> I bring you on. I love fullbacks. And then you come on, and then you say something lewd by accident. And you won't, and you won't admit that Kevin Dyson caught it when going forward. What have you done here? Dick LeBeau, you guys, the guy's 74, he's 83 years old, and he still gets it up. He still can get defense to get up and play hard. Think about what he's been able to do. I mean, this guy, he's super great man, a great person. Didn't win there, but I, I honestly, Alex, the guy, he's unbelievable. Dick LeBeau, if you had a chance to meet him, just a great guy. I've been blessed, though. I've had a lot of great coaches. Marty Schottenheimer, he's the guy that's you know, going to run the ball, going to pound the ball. I love what Marty brought to the to the table. I've had so many different coaches with so many different personalities. I could have played for anyone. I played for Bill Parcells, Huckin' and Buckin'. Parcells is tough, no-nonsense type of guy. But if he loved you, 
he loved you. Then I had another guy that was way more passive, but he would just look at you, and you didn't want him letting down. He wasn't going to yell, wasn't going to cuss you, wasn't going to scream at you. Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy's another great coach that I've had. And I had Jeff Fisher. So I was very, very blessed to have so many great coaches. Jim Mora, I mean, had him in New Orleans where this guy's talking playoffs. I mean, he walks out of it, walks out on us. You know, we're having some tough times, and he uh, had a breakdown. Walked out of team meeting on Monday. Imagine that, Alex. Team meeting on Monday. Stands up in front of the team and says, man, love you guys. Just got to tell you, I can't do it. I'm going to resign and just walks out of the walks out of the team meetings. Everyone's looking around like, what the hell just happened? So I, I've had, you know, I've had a gauntlet of coaches, had a lot of great men, but all these men from uh, all still have great relationships with uh, still, you know, still see Jim Moore lives in, uh, lives in Palm Strings now, but he's a great person, great man. So I've been very, very blessed to play with a bunch of different great coaches. And you've had a chance this season uh, to watch the San Francisco 49ers remain the only undefeated team in the NFL. And before we kind of get into the fullback position with Kyle Juszczyk, supposed to come back from injury and everything ahead of the Seattle game, what's been the most impressive part of this team? Is it is it the defense and just how dominant they look? And if you want to compare them to New England and kind of what they're doing, is it Kyle Shanahan's play calling and being able to get to this level despite all the injuries what is the most impressive part of this Niners team I, I think you're this with things that you're saying you're spot on I'd be remiss that we didn't talk about Cal Shanahan what he's able to do with not your you you lost your first and second string tackle and you, your third string tackle broke his ankle during preseason so you're with your fourth and fifth string tackle and you're still able to run the ball and getting over 200 yards and still able to protect that doesn't happen. I, and I also tell you, you just don't go with fourth and fifth string tackles and still be uh, able to compete at the level that they're able to do it. So Cal Shanahan, he gets my Attaboy Award for just the diversity and how his offense, what it's able to do to to find out where weaknesses are and making defense plays honest. But yeah, the defense, what they've been able to do. I know people like this. I like to say offense entertains, but defense wins championships. That defense that they have. Uh, it's unfortunate they lost Quan Alexander because he was that guy who would stay for you. He's that guy that would kiss you. He's that guy once he hits you and tackled you, you're going down. So that's a big loss. Going to see how well Green Green Greenlaw can step in and play. But just collectively to be able to have these men last year winning what four games to be able to galvanize the team. They wanted a one. They wanted to run Shanahan out. They wanted to fire freaking Solid. Wanted to throw him out to the wolves. And all of a sudden, he's up for coach of the year. I just think collectively and cohesiveness, how this team has been able to bond together, has been just unfriggin' believable what they've been able to do in one year's time. Talking with 16-year NFL fullback, now works for 95.7 The Game Sports Radio in San Francisco, Lorenzo Neal. All right, Lorenzo, it has to warm your heart, A, to see Kyle Juszczyk do the things he does as a fullback, but also to see the resurgence of the fullback position being talked about. C.J. Ham leads the NFL here in Minnesota in snap count for fullbacks. Tell me why the fullback is back, Lorenzo. Well, I, I think that, you know what, guys, it's going to give me, if I, if I may, I'll see if I can make up for, you know, blowing you off last week. I fell asleep, guys, but let me, and my, my producer didn't give me the number. So I get up at 2.30 every morning, but let me try to make this up to you guys. Here we go. It's okay. Break so, it down for us. 
I'm going to break it down. So sit down, relax, and here we go. And I think that everyone's going to love this analogy that I'm getting ready to bring to you guys. When I was in kindergarten, I had a guy, and the teacher was named Mr. Cole. Remember him like yesterday. We had a deal, and he had a project. We said, we want you guys, and he said, I want you guys to bring your favorite fruits, vegetables, and bring it in, and let's just talk about it, why you love it. People brought in strawberries, and they brought in tomatoes. They brought in beautiful, uh, you know, just lemon, just all kind of beautiful things. And they looked at the strawberries and the cherries, and everyone's like, man, that looks great and my grandma i told her the night before what i had to do she said all right son and she put old onion inside of a bag so i reached into my bag and i pulled out that onion and everyone looked and said, oh that's so ugly you know how the onions can look They're like what is that laughing at me and you know what i think that onion is so much like the fullback because you know what people don't when you bite it it tastes you like oh, i can't eat it you cut it makes you cry but i'm gonna tell you right now when you want that good soup you call on that old onion when you want a good hamburger you call on that old onion i'm gonna tell you right now when you want to run the ball you call on that fullback and he's the onion it's most disrespected position people don't want to talk about it but when you want to get downhill you ask Alex. you call on that onion you call on that fullback and Cal Hustek maybe he's the onion this is the best moment of the show. I, think, I love this history. right now. This is old school fullback. See, this is what I miss. This is the old school. I'm going to run down Bart Scott's face. I'm going to hit you as hard as I can. Dude, Lowe used to do it. But I got to know, <laughs> Lorenzo, did anyone ever drop the hammer on you? I got to know. You know what? Believe it or not, me and John Lynch used to go at it. The guy's crazy. He has a head, his forehead, so he's hard. I'm going to tell you, another guy that I didn't like blocking played Zach Thomas, linebacker, because he was short. I'm a guy that's low in stature. Like Ray Lewis and those guys, I'd motorboat him. I mean, give me a tall linebacker. Give me those guys. I'm going to get underneath them, and I'm going to freaking kiss them, hit them right underneath the chin. I'm like, boom, I just slap them around. So that's what I love. I love playing against tall linebackers. Al Wilson of Denver Broncos. Jesse Tuggle of yesterday years at Atlanta Falcons, Sam Mills, the Mighty Mouse, rest in peace. I came down when I came in, Alex. Man, you know what I played against? I played against the Dome Patrol, Ricky Jackson, Von Johnson, Sam Mills. Rick, those guys would beat me up at practice. I couldn't run. Brad Muster was the starting fullback. He gets hurt, and at training camp, I'm the only fullback there. So I'm telling you, I had nowhere else to go. I was sort of like, you know, when you when you think about the Vikings, what they used to do, they used to get their ships, and once they come into a land that they was trying to take over, they would burn down their ships mm-hmm. and say, I ain't going nowhere. So I had to burn it down and say, baby, I ain't going nowhere. So those guys made me the fullback that I was a bit when I was playing. I always knew if I could go out there and outlast you, if I could out-hit you, even though my head would be hurting you just got to get up and keep doing it because you know what? Your body's not meant to do it, and somebody was going to quit. And usually, it wasn't going to be me. I love this guy. I love this man. So you said earlier, and you kind of put Kyle Shanahan in that category that a lot of people are talking about him right now as a candidate for coach of the year, just kind of given everything that he's done uh, in nine games despite missing some pieces, but also this offensive resurgence that they've had sure, um, sure. in San Francisco. but. Do you think it's fair to say that the MVP, at least right now, of the first half of the Niners season is that defensive line? Because for a pass rush that struggled throughout the last few years, ever really since 2016 when we started to see this thing come from the Tom Sula era into Chip Kelly for a season and then finally get into where we are today, they have spent so much draft capital on the defensive line from DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas. Um, I know I'm forgetting the other guy from Oregon, too, but also now you have Nick Bosa. It, how much better is this unit from where it was kind of at the depths of it three, four, five years ago? 
Well, I can tell you right now, you're the one who makes this show because you're asking the tough and the good questions, and you've seen it. I well, I used to cover this team. I used to cover the Niners back in 2016, okay. so I get and it. Alex and okay. I just love fullbacks. So. Love them. Love them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You guys love the born position, though, but she's, you're, you're, you're spot on. I think when you look at the – we would be remiss that we didn't talk about the guys. And you know what? Just like a, just like a, good, uh, just like a good chef or, you know – He's got to make sure that he has the ingredients to make a good stew or make whatever whatever he's making. And look at if you look at Sala, Sala was the chef, but he didn't have the right ingredients. And now all of a sudden you got Nicky Bosa. You went out and got Ford. Now you look at what Buckner, Armstead, all these guys, now they're starting to come into their own. So, yes, I think you would have to look at this defense and say, wow, what they've been able to do. They give the offense the ball. They're one of the better defenses on third down. That's why this offense can continue to grind and continue to run the ball because when you can get off the field on third down defensively, now your defense stays fresh. You can continue to rotate guys, the games, the twists, the stunts that they're doing. You watch these guys get after other teams. Right now, the quarterback, the biggest thing, they can't step up in the pocket. If you watch the NFL, quarterbacks, they like to climb up in the pocket. When you've got outside speed rushers like Ford and Nicky Bosa coming outside, usually quarterbacks can climb. They call the quarterback to climb up in the pocket. But now when you have Buckner and, Buckner and Solly, those guys are pushing and pushing the pal back. Hill and Ormstead, when they're pushing from the middle, now the quarterback, when he gets the seven steps, he can't climb up in the pocket because those two big guys in the middle, those two trees, they're forcing the pocket back. So now you got to realize there's a meeting in the boys' room, and they're going to get back there real soon. That's because Ford <laughs> and Nikki Bolton now can say, let's eat. And those boys up front, they're pushing. So I'm Look. loving what they're doing. You're absolutely right. And I just love football because I get a little bit excited talking about it. So that defense, <laughs> without a doubt, should get major kudos. And that's why those cornerbacks, when you're talking about that pass rush, they were so ready to run the cornerback. Can these guys play? They talked about can these corners cover? The biggest concern, we'll make trades for cornerbacks. But now you can play that three, cover three. You see how the corners, they play with their backs to the sideline. They give ground. And when they're bell, that bell technique that they have, they can eye the quarterback. That's why you see interceptions coming up. Because of the fact they can bail and they've still got their eyes on the quarterback, and the quarterback by that time, hush hog, I hear bear, because that defense is coming to get you. Uh, I am stunned, Lorenzo, that you and Alex Boone get along on the radio. I love this guy. Totally I shocked. love him. Totally oh shocked. <laughs> um, uh, Lorenzo, I got, I'd have to ask you. Now, after you gave that great breakdown, I feel bad asking you this, but every week we do a neck roll of the week where we give oh. out neck rolls to players, but I need you to explain to me, A, like why you had a neck roll and B why they've gone away. Like, did that do something or was it just an awesome thing that fullbacks used to look bigger and badass? Well, I tell you, man, that, that, that neck roll, it, it, it was sort of like, it, it's put like putting on superpowers. Cause when you had that neck roll on, I could go until I hear glass because when yes. you put that neck roll for me, it kept my neck solid. So sometimes you get hit and your neck might go to the left or to the right. When I put that old cowboy collar on and I had that, you know, and I've had that thing on and I could barely move and turn to the left. I knew right now that I, was, I came to do two things on Sunday, chew bubble gum and kick ass. And on Sunday I was fresh mm. out of bubble gum. Good mm. cutting my legs off and call me shorty. I'm ready to go right now. Let's go, Lowe. <laughs> Oh, man, it is getting hot over here. Lorenzo, who are you giving your neck roll of the week to this week? Ooh, this week, I'm talking about 
after the game, who, what people that I saw, the guys who play, I'm yeah. saying right now, people don't, people do not give this guy and this team goal. They do not give them enough uh, goal. My guy from the Raiders, watch this fullback. He's getting downhill. He's blocking. You look at Jacobs and the way those guys are playing. Josh Jacobs, he may be rookie of the. People are sleeping on what the Raiders are cooking over there. They don't have a great defense. They don't have a great offense. But when you can run, but when you can run the ball in the mm-hmm. National Football League, you got a, You got a chance to beat anyone. And that's why I like these fullbacks. These guys are lining up. They're hitting guys in the mouth. I love it. So I'm gonna give mine the goal from the from the Oakland Raiders. Big win for those guys. Had over 170 yards on the ground. They beat the Detroit Lions. So I'll go that way. All right, uh, Lorenzo. That was great and an honor to have one of the all-time neck roll wearers give a neck roll of the week. Yes, uh, I, I'm glad to see the resurgence of the fullback and uh, glad to have one of the all-time greatest on. Anytime you ask someone, some running back about who's the best guy you ever played with, it's always their fullback. So now, the, now they're back. Um, Lorenzo, uh, great, great to talk with you, man. I, I hope we can do this again and uh, best of luck you to you the rest of the season. We might be doing this before a playoff game between the Vikings and 49ers, the way things are shaping out. You know what? I would absolutely love that. And I think that you guys have a great, you know, you look at what the Vikings have been able to do, you know, get Kirk Cousins going the right direction. It seems like he's starting to get his mojo back. This team is pretty, pretty good defensively. I think their defense is underachieving because they have a lot of talent on defense. But real quick, before I let you guys go, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And boom, what you guys have with Alex Boom. He's a great man. He's a great person. He was a great football player, but he's a way better man. So uh, I'm glad you guys are having a great show, and it's an honor to be on the show. Call me anytime you guys need me. All right. I appreciate that very much, Lorenzo. We'll talk to you again soon, buddy. Cheers, guys. Lorenzo broke my heart by not <laughs> he wasn't give acknowledging that. that it was a forward pass, but brought me back with his breakdown of fullbacks comparing them to food. What to a stew just happened in the last 10 minutes here. I, it's like a whirlwind of Lorenzo Neal in our lives and the guys that was wonderful. Loved it. Loved we, every second of it. We have to give out our neck rolls now of the week. I don't care if you guys are ready. That just I'm happened. Ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready well, to go. Well, well, go ahead, Alex. Give out yours. I'm giving mine. A Thursday night football. You saw this guy. He's been eviscerating people for weeks, and he took Buda Baker to the face. And just the way he's been helping carry this 49ers offense, I'm giving it to George Kittle all the way. Remember his run? Mm-hmm. Recaught it and just stiff arm Buda Baker. I mean, just every week he's just doing just terrible things to defenses. I love it. This guy's incredible. Yeah, um, George Kittle is their superstar, I think, and, and a quiet one, right? Like when Gronk is in the league, we always heard about how he was the best tight end, hands down, and now Gronk retires. I think George Kittle is probably number two uh, when Gronk is in the league and number one now that Gronk is out of the league. And I'll still leave the door open for Gronk to come back for the playoffs or something. <laughs> no like, way. Didn't Charles no Haley do that once? I, I feel I like Charles Haley came back just for the playoffs with maybe the 49ers late in his career, or maybe it was with Dallas, and uh, Gronk, always a possibility. Do you have one, Courtney? I do. Uh, I was just watching it back. So I was watching the in the press box in Kansas City. I was watching the Jaguars meltdown uh, in the final minutes of that game in London. And before it got to it got completely out of hand, Duke Johnson had this unbelievable run at the goal line where he bulldozes this cornerback into another dimension. Um that is a Duke Johnson that we have not seen in a very long time. I thought it was Carlos Hyde at first, just given the type of play that it was, but it was very, very impressive. Uh and I think he might have 
might have not saved a life. Might have, I don't know if it's <laughs> trying to find an ended there, a life yeah, right there. A, ended a life is aggressive. They probably. came home with 52 guys. Yes, yeah. that's, that's aggressive. I, I'm going to go with Mitchell Schwartz for his mm. block on Daniil Hunter that opened up the 91-yard touchdown run. And, and I have another neck roll to give as well. But this one was incredible. He took Daniil Hunter and pushed him so far into the middle of the field that it wasn't even a big cutback that was required by Williams to just run through a huge hole. And when I looked at that one on tape, it's like that is one of the most impressive blocks against Daniil Hunter that I've ever seen. And when we start talking about tackles in the NFL, right or left, Mitchell Schwartz should be up there. He shut down Daniil Hunter in that game, and that is almost impossible to do. He is an unbelievable football player. And the other one I would give to... Now, I, I did my turbo snark yesterday, Alex, about Lamar Jackson. doesn't look like he's going to be switching to receiver anytime soon. <laughs> but he's got a little help from a guy named Marshall Yonda. If you've yeah. never heard of Marshall Yonda, watch this guy play. Like, focus on him when he's playing and what they do with their running game and what a monster he is. He is super fun to watch, and he played a huge, huge role in that win for Baltimore the other night by just dominating the New England Patriots defense which was number one in the league coming into that game, and Marshall Yonda took care of business. So those to, are my neck rolls. To Marshall Yonda's credit, there's nobody t- half as tough as him on that Patriots defense. I mean, you're talking about one of the toughest guards in the NFL. Dude's been doing it for years, all pro for years. Dude is one of the most badass dudes there is. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, okay, guys, you want to take a break here, and we'll come back, finish up the show. Not with, really. Uh, some thought. Yeah, I know. You're Logan, so jacked. Going, dude. You, yeah, you got a break? I think you just <laughs> broke the headset that you have uh, there. So... <laughs> Um, why don't, why don't you take a deep breath? Why don't you just sip a little Gatorade, calm down, and we will uh, wrap up the show here with some thoughts about solutions that the Vikings are going to need in order to beat the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get into more of a full breakdown uh, when you and I are together on Thursday, Alex. But oh, yeah. uh, how are we going to solve some of these issues on the offensive line and in the secondary to make this team a legitimate contender? We'll discuss when we return. Here you listen to Purple Daily on Score North. Now through December 12th, Duncan Rewards members can snag a medium holiday signature latte for $3. Join Duncan Rewards on the app today and start saving and stacking your points for free Duncan. Think of it as the gift that keeps on giving. America runs on Duncan. Limit one per member per day. Exclusions, additional charges, and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. 